raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. You are listening to Kevin and Query on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Marcus Erickson is snaking around. Pato Ward and Tony Kanata are skulking with Felix Rosenquist. Marcus Erickson with a five-car length advantage. And the caution flag has come out due to an incident in turn number two, Mark. Marcus Erickson flies under the twin checkers. And he has achieved racing immortality. He wins the 106th running of the Indianapolis 500-mile race. That's how it sounded a year ago. Marcus Erickson winning his first Indianapolis 500. That makes him the defending winner. And the year of the spoils about to come to an end because we're about to do it all over again. He joins us now on the Payless Sickers Hotline and currently the points leader in the NTT IndyCar Series. Marcus, first, thanks for joining us. Good morning to you. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Going well. Uh, I think everybody around here just kind of has a little jolt, right? Because it's the month of May and everybody knows, you know, starts to ramp up with the Grand Prix this weekend. And then we turn to the 107th Indy 500. I want to begin with this. When you hear that from a year ago and you're going into turn, really coming through turn three and all of a sudden Sage Karam hits the wall in two, what went through your mind as soon as you looked down and you realized that you're under caution and do you think those guys behind you had enough to be able to catch up on that final lap? So what went through my mind that like instant when the caution came on that last lap was I, I screamed out some bad swear words because I thought it was going to be, it meant it was another restart. But then, you know, very quickly I realized, no, this is the, this is it. This is why flag. We're going to the checker here. So that, uh, that anger changed to, to, an explosion of emotions instead of, of, of you know, happiness and, and, and all what came with it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I thought when I, when, when I managed to hold off past there into turn one on the white flag, uh, I, I thought that was it because he had to lift and he lost a lot of momentum. So I thought it was it. But obviously, as we've seen many, many times in, in, the, in the 500 and in the car, you can never be sure until you go under that checkered flag. So, uh, yeah, it was a very intense uh, restart in last couple of laps there. Okay, well, let's go back, if you don't mind, Marcus, maybe a few laps even prior to that. Uh, when the red flag came out, were there more bad words? The, yeah, the, the, it was definitely a lot of bad words <laughs> coming out of my mouth there because, you know, I had that three-second gap, and it was pretty stable, and, I felt like my car that day was was so fast, and and you know we we I managed to get myself there in position. We got some lappers in between us, and then had that gap, and was just counting down the laps, counting down every corner, every lap, and I I felt like I had it covered. And then yeah, that yellow came, and then you know red flag, and it was um, it was all to play for again. So that was very very frustrating. But during that red flag, you know, I sort of turned it around with a lot of help from my team uh, on the radio. But turned around to, to seeing the opportunity and, and you know seeing it as another test to, that I had to go through to to be a Indy 500 champion. You know, it's funny, Marcus, and we've probably talked about this maybe even last year, but now we can advance it a little bit. Quite frankly, going into last year's race, there was so much talk about each of your teammates, right? I mean, you had. The veteran Tony Kanan, you had Scott Dixon, who was unbelievably fast. You had Jimmy Johnson and, and all of that storyline. And Marcus Erickson was kind of the car out of that stable that we d- 
didn't talk about as much, and yet you were the most consistent for the entire length of the race. You were, you know, you were top five, top six the entire race, basically, and you end up winning it. Now you go from going kind of off that radar a little bit to a focal point. I mean, here we are. You're the first driver that we reached out to to have on to kick us off for the month of May because you're the defending winner, and that's going to be the case. Does it feel different than a year ago? It, it feels very different. I think it, it's funny you say that because that was the thing last year. I had such a strong lineup with teammates, and it was all the focus was on was on them. It felt like even though we, you know, in the eighth car, I think we were top eight or something every single session uh, the whole month. Uh, we were so consistently up there, and, and like you said, the race as well, running in the top five or six the whole the whole day. So. We were definitely there, but yeah, people didn't maybe take notice, which uh, which was was fun in its own way. Uh, but yeah, this, this year obviously is going to be very different coming in as the defending champion. But on top of that, also the points leader now going into the month of May. So it's um, yeah, it's, it's a lot more attention. But uh, I enjoy it. I've had such a blast these past you know 12 months of, of being the defending 500 champion and got to do so many cool things and. I've seen, you know, back home in Sweden, for sure. I've had a lot of support and, and following, but but now here in the States as well, and in, in India and in Indianapolis, it's it's a lot of fans that comes up and wishing me luck for the month and, and for the season. And it's, uh, yeah, that feels great. So I'm, I'm just uh, super excited to be back at the Speedway and be here as, as defending champion. It's going to be so special. So I'm just going to try and enjoy every single moment, moment of it, whilst at the same time, you know, trying to defend that title, of course. Be a week from tomorrow. Practice will begin for the Oval. Obviously, coming up on Saturday, you have the GMR Grand Prix uh, before things shift to the two and a half mile Oval. Coming up here next week, Marcus Erickson with us on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Marcus, you kind of brought it up there, and I'm curious. Over the past year, I saw you were just at the Kentucky Derby, so I'm sure that probably ranks somewhat high on the list. But maybe what is the coolest event or the coolest person you have met here in the last year in celebrating your Indy 500 victory? Uh, it's it's been so many cool uh, moments and and you know uh, things that I got to experience these last twelve months. Uh, but if I have to like pick one thing, it was when I got back to my hometown of Kumla, Sweden. We brought the Borg won a trophy all the way over to Sweden, and we were doing. My hometown was throwing this event on the on the city square uh, in middle of November, and Sweden in the middle of November is not a very happy place it's dark and cold and you know it's uh yeah it's not the best time of the year there but i got uh you know pretty much all the city it was ten thousand people in city square in a city that's less than twenty thousand, and people were there on the city square celebrating me and my win and 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 that was just uh incredible to do that you know at home properly at home that was something that's uh i'm never gonna forget that and that was uh extremely special to me how was the derby the derby was amazing. It was really fun. Uh, we we were there just over the day. Uh, the number eight horse won, and I cannot <laughs> believe I didn't bet on it. It was it's a complete brain freeze there <laughs> from my side. So, but I hey, I take it as a good sign for the month ahead. You know, sure. if the number eight horse won, I'm, I'm betting on the number eight horse for for the 500 <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Marcus, I thought you had a really interesting tweet. Marcus Erickson, by the way, is our guest on the Paylessikers Hotline. Let me tell you one of the things I think is really cool, and it kind of ties into a tweet you had. I understand and I respect the fact that a lot of drivers, you came from a Formula One background, you had been in Formula One, you come over to IndyCar, and I think a lot of drivers don't 
grasp the enormity of the Indy 500 until they're in it. You know, I know that you know of the Indy 500, but the first time you go into turn one and the full stands and the track feels like it's narrowed and you understand the true scope of the race. You sent the following tweet yesterday while everybody was talking about Formula One in Miami. Quote, I know every race can't be a classic, but imagine if all the people watching F1 today would give IndyCar a chance. We always have a minimum of two to three stops with different strategies, refueling, push to pass instead of DRS, plenty of teams and drivers that can win each weekend. It's fun, I promise. The thing I love about that, you live in Indianapolis now. You have embraced Indianapolis and the race itself. You go to fuel games. You're out and about within the community. What is it about this community and that race that has drawn you in now to recruiting people towards it as opposed to longing to go back to F1? Uh, I think it's many things, to be honest with you. It's uh, it's like you said, it's, it's very true what you said there. I came to, to America and I knew about the 500. I think everyone in the whole world knows about the 500 to some extent, but I didn't really know about it until, you know, until you experience it. I think you can't, it's hard to explain it to someone. And for me, you know, coming in 19 for my first 500, it completely blew me away. Uh, I, I, I thought it was going to be like any other big race that we had, you know, had done in Formula One, but it was just completely unique. Uh, and I think it's because of the the history of the race, the speeds we're doing, the the sort of what it means to the community, not only the racing community, but the whole of Indianapolis and Indiana, I feel like. Um, and all those things, the competition, um, all those things, the build up, it sort of adds up to it. Um, yeah, I think the 500 is, is unique in, in the sporting world, in the racing world for sure. And and I think it's a race that everyone has to experience. And, and when they do, I think a lot of them will fall in love with it. So, and so yeah, that, that's my feeling around the 500. Going back to your tweet there, I think it was, you know, it's a good example of, you know, I think Formula One, I'm, I'm not trying to, to sort of talk down about Formula One. I don't think that's the, the, the reason or that's what we should do. I used trying to say hey look at that boom around Formula 1 now everyone is talking Formula 1 in, in, in the world now the interest has been going up so much the last few years and we have IndyCar which I think is a better product on the racing side and I just wish more people would tune in and watch it and give it a chance because I think if they do they will fall in love with IndyCar. I could not agree more I turned it off after five laps to be totally honest with you Marcus I'm like this product uh, is nothing like what I'm used to with IndyCar. Okay, last one for me, uh, Marcus. Uh, let's fast forward a couple of Sundays. Let's say you have the lead. Let's throw out maybe lap 190, okay? You're coming down the straightaway. You've got the lead. It's lap 190. Give me two names of guys you would not want to see immediately in your rear view mirror if you had the lead and guys are in second and third right behind you. Oh, that's that's hard. I think there's that's the cool thing with IndyCar, right? There's so many good drivers and teams out there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know who to pick really. I think it's going to be really, you know, a strong, strong, so many strong teams and drivers this year. I think my, my teammates, you know, we have a dream team this year with, with Taco, Dixon, Palou and me, you know, that's, that's a really strong lineup and either one of them is behind me. I know they're going to race me fair, but I know they're going to give me a hard time to, to win that race. So yeah, I'll, I'll say one of those guys. Marcus, last thing for me. Um, I'm pretty sure I can't remember when it was. Sometime in the last week, I was driving up college. I think it was either college or Mass. It might have been Mass Ave. 
And I thought, well, that, I think that's Marcus Erickson walking down the street. And I think you had on flip-flops with jeans. Um, and I thought, okay, he's still bringing a little bit of Europe here. That's cool. But it, 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 that's when it really hit me that you, you're a part of Indy now. You live here. Um, what is your favorite part about living in Indianapolis? And do you feel now that you're a Hoosier? I think I must have a lookalike because I don't I, I don't wear flip flop and jeans. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I'm glad because I was worried about it to be honest. So I was like, man, that is so Euro. Like, like I don't know. I was like, that's not a good look. So I'm glad it wasn't you. <laughs> no, but but yeah, I, I am. No, I enjoy. Like I said, I I've been here. You know, since 2019, I moved here. You know, pretty much full time. I spend at least 10, 10 months of the year now in in Indianapolis. Uh, live up in Carmel and. Uh, I, I love it. Me, me and my wife, we we, we love it here, and um, we, we're actually looking for houses at the moment. At the end of the season, we we want to move into a house. So uh, I, I really feel like this is home for me and, and for us now, and 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 I really enjoy it. You know, it's uh, the racing capital of the, of the world, in my opinion, and it's just yeah, it's just a great place to live. So I I really hope to stay here for many many years to come. Marcus, last, last thing. I know it's just one day. Did you learn anything about what we might expect on race day at the Oval Test a few weeks ago? Uh, I, I think uh, the added downforce that we have this year should make the racing a bit better again. Uh, I think it was a little bit easier to follow closely uh, on, on that Open Test. Um, we will see a bit more, you know, when we get going here next week, obviously. But uh, I thought it was promising. You know, it hasn't changed uh, things a ton, which is good for us since we were so strong as a team last year. But uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's added a little bit uh, to the racing, hopefully. So, yeah, it should be exciting. A guy that thankfully does not wear flip-flops with his jeans, but will be in the car on Friday, this Friday, because practice and qualifying for the GMR Grand Prix, which will take place at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the road course on Saturday. That is a fabulous fan-friendly, uh, family-friendly event, I should say, if you want to bring kids out on the viewing mounds. It's great. Very accessible. And then, of course, everything shifts to the 107th Indianapolis 500 with practice next week. Marcus, we wish you the best of luck for a very safe month and appreciate the time this morning. Look forward to seeing you out there. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.